Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. And we're back for another de-influencing episode, postpartum edition this time. I'm excited to bust some myths with you. If you listened to the pregnancy episode last week, you kind of probably know what's in store for this round. Essentially, we're just going to bust some big myths that are out there in the online space that are out there sometimes from, you know, people that we trust, friends, family, sometimes medical providers, things like that. And we're going to de-influence some of these things that either make us feel like crap postpartum or that are just myths surrounding our health, fitness, and wellness that are conflicting online. I know there's just I get DMs all the time from you guys asking questions because there's just so much out there that is conflicting and it's true. It's insane. So here we go. We're going to de-influence a lot of these things that I'm hearing directly from you guys and that I have also come across in the past. So let's go ahead and dive in. The first thing I want to de-influence is the bounce back. This is first on my list for so many reasons, but... First and foremost, it's just riddled with diet culture. You know, the entire idea that our bodies should just snap right back to where they were pre-pregnancy size puts so much pressure on you as a new mom who already has this new responsibility, this new lifestyle, this new whole dynamic in your life to put this expectation on you that your body should be bouncing back and that if it doesn't, that it's not normal or that something's wrong with you or that you need to be fixed or that you need to diet harder. Like, no, that's all I have to say with that. Like, no, why, why is this the expectation? Our bodies went through 10 months of change. They went through 10 months of change and we have this expectation that they should be bouncing back quicker. This is diet culture coming out and saying, yeah, you, you know, you need to be a certain size or you need to be a certain weight on the scale to be a worthy human or to feel good about yourself. But I just want to have you challenge that thought. I've been in that place too. I know it's not easy. Trust me. I know that when your body feels different, you feel foreign in your body, in your clothes, things aren't fitting the way they used to. It's hard. It's hard mentally. So I just want to empathize with you that it is like not the ideal situation, right? Like you want to fit back into your clothes. You want all of that stuff. But I just want to challenge the place that it's coming from. Is it coming from a place of like, you know, you need to do it faster for a certain reason or whatever the reason might be. I just want to challenge your underlying reason behind it. And sometimes It can even come from comparison, like comparing yourself to other people who post pictures online of, 
you know, their perfect family, perfect body. They're in a bikini, you know, two months postpartum, all this stuff. And we compare, but your journey is so unique. And the whole idea of the bounce back and stepping back to your pre-pregnancy size is detrimental mentally when, again, you have so much going on, so much change. That's the last thing you really want to be dealing with is this underlying pressure and this underlying hatred of your body. You know, that's just not a supportive place. So I want you to just, when these thoughts pop up of you, like wanting to be in a smaller size quicker or anything like that, I just want you to challenge them, ask why, and just ultimately know that there is no rush to getting back to wherever you want to be. And there's also no guarantee that your body is going to get back to that place. And I know that can be hard to hear. And it's also been a journey for me, you know, going through the second pregnancy and having diastasis recti this time, having a a fairly large gap in my abs, you know, my belly is changed for a long term. You know, I, there's no guarantee that my stomach will look the same ever again. And I've had to sort of live with that, like sort of come to terms with that and control what is within my power and ultimately accept what is. So I want to encourage you to do the same. And I, I again, empathize that it is not always easy. So moving on, but just wanted to really hit that one hard, de-influencing the bounce back. It doesn't exist. It doesn't deserve your mental capacity. And that's that. Okay, let's move on. I've spent a lot of time on that one. So next up, de-influencing the picture-perfect nursery. Okay, you guys. So (laughs) there's some caveats to this one. But ultimately, what I mean by this is that you know, in pregnancy, we plan, plan, plan for the nursery, the baby gear, all of that stuff. But we forget about our own postpartum care and what our recovery journey will look like, what our needs will be in the postpartum period. This comes down to recovery physically, you know, things like pelvic floor physical therapy or core recovery program. This looks like, um, mental support, whether that's from a partner, friends, a therapist, things like that. This comes down to support around the house, like having systems in place, whether it comes down to keeping your home clean, keeping the laundry done, you know, somebody else to pick up the load. So ultimately what I'm saying is like thinking about, we think so much about the baby's care, which is of course important. I'm not underlying that, but it's also so important that we not forget about ourselves. So I just encourage you to sort of think about some of those things. You know, when I was pregnant for the first time, it's definitely not something I thought about. You know, I would go on Pinterest and I'd look for the must-have baby essentials and yeah, we stocked up. We were good to go on the baby gear. We had, you know, a cute nursery that I loved and still love. And you know what? I did not plan for the postpartum care of myself, especially having an unexpected C-section that first time around and not knowing how to recover. So something I really thought about a lot more with baby number two and granted, we did have the benefit of having all of the baby stuff you know, since it was the second baby, we kind of had all that stuff 
out of the way, I could plan more for my recovery and my needs postpartum knowing what to expect. So things like freezer meals or you know, delegating tasks around the house to my husband that I would normally do. Just coming up with those systems and what our day-to-day would look like because of course we have a toddler now too, as well as a baby. So the dynamic has to shift. Um, also, you know, planning ahead for my recovery and what that would look like, making sure I had the tools to physically recover, making sure my husband knew how to support me mentally, um, and around the house and things like that and knew sort of my needs ahead of time. That way, when it got to the moment, I didn't feel, you know, like a burden for asking for help. So again, I'm getting lengthy with these, this episode, the pregnancy one was like super short and sweet, but I am just digging in. But ultimately, I just want you to think about your postpartum care. Think about your day to day. Think about some of these things that I just listed. And I encourage you to just take in all the support that is offered to you because it is just such a luxury when people offer to help. So don't feel like a burden. People want to help. And I know this from an outsider and you probably do too, you know, a friend or a family member or somebody else who has needed you or asked for help. It feels good to help, right? Like people want to help you. So just remember that. Okay. So plan for yourself. All right. Next thing that I want to de-influence is getting back into Full exercise at six weeks postpartum. We all go to our postpartum checkup, you know, somewhere between four and eight weeks. And usually the provider does a quick check, um, not very in-depth. You know, there's typically no pelvic floor check. There's typically no diastasis recti check, unfortunately. I think that those should be standard, but they're not. But yet we are still advised or we're still sort of set free, so to speak, to exercise, to have intercourse, to do whatever we want. Basically, we're clear, you know, six weeks after 10 months of having a baby, then birthing said baby, six weeks, we're good to go. Something about that just does not add up to me. And oftentimes I will say we are feeling significantly better, significantly recovered by six weeks for most of us, for many of us, I should say. And just because we feel good doesn't mean we are fully recovered. There is still so much going on behind the scenes in your body, with your pelvic floor, with your hormones, with your joints, with your uterus shrinking back down to its regular size. So all this to say, there's still so much going on behind the scenes and having you go back to, you know, pre-pregnancy exercise or going out and taking a run or going back into heavy strength training right away could be detrimental long-term, especially if, you know, you haven't been checked for pelvic floor dysfunction, pelvic organ prolapse, diastasis recti, those things that I feel should be standard care, which are not. And those are always questions that I start off any new postpartum client with, and we do a diastasis recti check. You know, we check for symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction and prolapse. All of that stuff is factored in to their fitness and recovery programs postpartum, but that's just not the standard of care in most doctor's offices. So all this to say, you guys, just don't jump back into regular physical activity. should put regular in air quotes, but don't just jump back into full-on exercise. It's a gradual build, just like anything. We really just want to start from the baseline, build up our core and pelvic floor, and then from there we can gradually build back into body weight strength exercises, 
adding resistance to that, building strength. And then once we have a good base there, we've established that foundation, we can head into more of the performance aspects. We can add in the jumping, we can add in the higher impact, we can start jogging again as long as our body is receptive and the there are no warning signs present, so to speak. So all this to say, it's just a gradual build. It's not just like green light at six weeks. So protect your body just because you feel good does not mean you are fully well or fully recovered. Okay, let's move on. De-influencing number four, the thought that you should be able to do it all. So this one isn't really fitness related, but I thought it was important because I think we've all been there as You know, I feel like I have a lot of people, a lot of you that listen, a lot of you who follow on Instagram that are high achievers. You know, we're either career oriented or we want to be the best. We were those straight A students, you know, that is the type of person that we can tend to be. And so therefore we think we should be able to do it all. And When this is translated to the postpartum period, and we still think we should be able to do it all between recovering from having a baby and caring for this new newborn, plus keeping up with daily life and all this stuff, cooking meals, cleaning, laundry, whatever else is on your list, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot. And the thought that we should be able to do it all really doesn't serve us. It's pretty mentally defeating. And trust me, I've been there twice. Like you guys, I love to do it all. Like I love to feel productive and get things done and all of that stuff. But you can get run down real quick if you are afraid to ask for support or if you constantly say no when you are offered support. So I know I've already said this in this episode, so I'll just reiterate again, take the support. (laughs) Like people want to help you, take the support. You are not meant to do it all. None of us are. And even if you can, like I will say this because I know that many of us can do it all, but lean into what it would feel like to be supported, to feel a little less stressed, to have a little bit more opportunity for sleep. You know, some of these needs that you have that would make your life a little bit easier, lean into how it would feel to really accept that support and feel that ease and feel that load lighten up. Okay, we are at our final and fifth thing that I wanna de-influence for postpartum today. It's gonna be a good one. That is, it's normal to leak pee. First of all, this is not normal. If it has become normal for you, it does not have to be your long-term normal. Just because it is common, doesn't mean it's a normal way that your body and pelvic floor should function. And I know there are so many memes and so much humor, mom humor online and out there about, you know, leaking pee when you sneeze or cough or laugh or jump or things like that. You know, I do not come from the camp that supports that mom humor. And sometimes you guys, even your provider might say something that is you know, well-meaning, but, oh, you, you know, you might leak pee here and there when you sneeze, things like that. You guys, no, if you are, I urge you to note it, note when it happens and see if you can get a referral to a pelvic floor physical therapist, or maybe you have one in your area that doesn't require a referral. I know that's how I work with mine. She is like an independent business owner and 
I don't need a referral to see her, which is amazing. So anyways, all this to say that leaking pee should not be normalized. You do not have to live with it. If it again, if it has become your reality for any certain reason, postpartum, then I know that it can be difficult to speak up about things like that because it's, you know, it can kind of be like a shameful thing or like we're embarrassed by it. Um, but when you speak up, when you advocate for yourself, you can then be supported and moving in the right direction to living a leak free life. And you guys, you shouldn't have to worry about the color of clothing that you wear. You shouldn't have to worry about going to a social event or wearing a panty liner when you exercise or things like that. Like These are real things that so many women live with, whether it's in the early postpartum or even several years postpartum. I'm actually going through a certification program right now to dive deeper into the pelvic floor and one of the things that they said was that 30% of women who were continent, you know, not leaking in the early postpartum, 30% of those women ended up with symptoms of leaking five to seven years postpartum. So it's not like we're out of the weeds if we are continent currently, but so I just want to put that out there that it's just always ongoing, a good idea to support your pelvic floor and to also advocate for yourself if you're showing any symptoms of leaking, heaviness, etc. Those are not things that we have to live with. It is compromised function in the pelvic floor. So hopefully I de-influence the normalcy of leaking pee. Not normal, just common. Alrighty, mamas, that's it for our de-influencing postpartum edition episode. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I got a little fired up on some of those and it was fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so anyways, join me over on Instagram, share this episode to your stories, take a little screenshot, share it, tag me at strong mama wellness over on Instagram. I love to see who is listening and I love to spread the word to other mamas who are going through this journey as well. So Thank you so, so much for joining me and being here. If you're looking for additional support, options to work together, you can scroll down to the show notes. I've put some options down there from my free Strong Mama Insiders where you get monthly free video content to one-on-one -on -one coaching with me as well as my early postpartum core recovery program. So if any of those feel like a good fit for you, definitely click the link, check it out, or you can always contact me via DM over on Instagram if you have questions on anything at all at Strong Mama Wellness. Come chat. I'll see you there. And that's a wrap, Mama. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.